Yo, yo. Welcome to another post-game edition of the Forum Club. I'm your host, Yovan Buha, Lakers beat writer for The Athletic. And the Lakers defeated the Orlando Magic 96-93 to to win their second game in a row. It, uh, it feels like a miracle at this point uh, after that four-game losing streak and uh, sort of the, the tone of everything with the team. And are they going to win another game without LeBron and AD for the next few weeks? And, uh, you know, I, I think they deserve credit for taking care of business, beating the Cavs, beating the Magic. Uh, it, it's not... You know, it's it's not a moral victory, right? You know, this is you know these are teams the the Lakers should be beating, but I I do think that you know the the fact that they didn't have that letdown in in you know that margin for error is much lower without LeBron and AD, obviously. Um, so even in this game, it came down to a final buzzer attempt by Otto Porter Jr., who who got a pretty good look, and in my uh, line of vision. I, I was almost, you know, directly behind him diagonally, and the shot looked good. I was like, I, for that, you know, half second, I was like, oh man, we're going to another one of these overtimes against an awful team that the Lakers had, you know, that that stretch of in uh, in, in February. So I think I'm honestly not going to spend too much time on this game. You know, I, I think a lot of the trends from these games. Uh, without LeBron and AD have been very similar. You know, it's been a lot of the the Lakers struggle shooting the ball. Um, In in this game, they were 11 of 40 from from deep, which on the one hand, you like to see the 40 attempts, but they only made 11 of them. Uh, They they took a decent number of free throws, 23, uh, rebounded the ball uh, fairly well, had 52 rebounds, eight offensive, um, and actually ended up, you know, starting it a little shaky with turnovers, but but only finished with 12. Uh, but, you know, another low-scoring affair. You know, they didn't even crack 100 points. And I think this is, you know, fairly straightforward with, with what we've seen from this team recently. You know, the bulk of the offense is Dennis and Trez and Kuz and sometimes THT, sometimes Keefe, uh, you know, sometimes KCP or Wes if they're hitting their shots. But... Tonight, it was a, a, a traditional one of seven effort combined for, for those two uh, from deep. So, you know, other than that, it's pretty straightforward, uh, I, I think. And, you know, th- there isn't much to really, there isn't much new to, to talk about. But I also think that there there's a lot of, you know, it, it's hard to tell what we can even take from these games, right? Like, I, I think you can see... Um, you can see non-LeBron and AD minutes and, and kind of maybe take away some trends from that. But I, I'm, I'm just of the mindset of, you know, what, how much of that are we actually going to see in the playoffs? And if we do have to see that, the Lakers are in trouble, right? Like, I, I mean, and we'll, we're about to get into the Andre Drummond section of the podcast, and that's what I really want to talk about uh, t- tonight. But, you know, I, I think we'll see how Andre Drummond fits and the impact that he has and just the effect he has on the Lakers. And, you know, maybe he gets back to his all-star level self and we see a, a motivated and and just locked in version of him that we haven't really seen for the last couple of years. Uh, and, and I'm open to that possibility. And if that's the case, then I think that the Lakers, you know, all of a sudden, you know, their ceiling is, is you know, rises to a different level and then also their ceiling potentially without LeBron or AD. I mean, I think without LeBron, this team is just in trouble. And, you know, at that point, 
um, is very susceptible to losing to, I think, anybody, honestly, without LeBron. But if this AD situation ends up being longer than we anticipate and or, you know, rears its head later in the season, later in the postseason, uh, I, I do now think Andre Drummond is, is some insurance against that. But he, he's still not AD. Uh, and, you know, I, I think it, it, so I, I guess to, to kind of recap where I was going with all this, I, I just this is such a weird stretch for the Lakers because they don't have their two best players. And, you know, with the way that Frank uses the rotation, this is not an OKC uh, with, with Russ and Katie or, or Clippers with Kawhi and PG last year with Doc, where the head coach does not stagger the stars and, and actually goes with, you know, bench lineups without one of the two stars. Like this is Frank did this last year. He, he you know, always kept LeBron or AD on the court at all times. He's pretty much done that this season, uh, if not for maybe a few minutes here or there. But for the most part, it's pretty much always LeBron and or AD on the court. So I, I do think that that's the expectation moving forward. I am interested to see how Drummond fits into that equation and, and you know everything. So let, let's get into the, the Andre Drummond uh, conversation here. So Drummond was officially signed today uh, right before the game. Uh, you know the, the reporting with everything was um, as of you know yesterday, last night. Uh, he you know officially agreed to sign with the Lakers. Then it, it came out um, you know last night that uh, ESPN was first to report it. But uh, my my colleague Jared Weiss, who covers the the Celtics, he and I co-reported um, essentially you know basically right after ESPN that uh, Drummond was signing. He, he was close to signing with the Celtics. Almost Ainge strikes again, right, with Boston, uh, where, where they were close to getting Andre Drummond, but uh, not quite. And um, I think Andre is someone that is going to help the Lakers. You know, I, I think there's been some over-analysis with him, and, you know, I, I've been a little guilty of it as well. Uh, but I, I do think that the more I kind of step back and look at the you know 360 degree view of the Lakers and 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 kind of just evaluate the situation in a macro, uh, per, you know, with a macro perspective, I do think Andre Drummond is going to help this team. You know, I I just think at the end of the day, his skill set, uh, you know, he he does have that vertical physical presence that the Lakers have been uh, missing, and you know, I th- I think Trez brings some of that, uh, but. You know he, at the, at, you know he's six foot seven, right? So th- there are limitations to that. And even though he is a a relentless, energetic, you know guy who's gonna get you a few offensive rebounds, guy who's gonna block a shot or two, take a charge, um, and and just plays smash mouth basketball. He again, you know, there there are matchups in which Trez is rendered ineffective, uh, be it you know, and and particularly like against bigger guys, right? Like we've seen backup centers and or starting centers that are 6'11", 7 feet, you know, 240, 250, give Trez some problems. And, you know, again, there's just a limitation there with his lack of size. With Andre Drummond, there that is not a concern, right? Like he is huge. He's, you know, 6'11", 260, 270, uh, really big dude and has a lot of the same strengths and, and you know, th- that same mobility that Trez has. So in a lot of ways, I, I almost view him as a 
you know, supercharged like upgrade over Trez. Uh, I, I think that um, you know he he can do a lot of the things that Trez does, but at an even higher level. Uh, like he's a better rebounder than Trez on both ends. Uh, I think that while he prefers to post up and, and face up and sometimes take these weird floaters and runners and 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 jump even some jumpers. He can do what Trez does offensively in terms of being just an elite roller and screener. And Drummond can playmake a bit. He's actually a pretty respectable passer and, and playmaker from the elbows out of the pick and roll from above the arc. He's got a sneaky, solid passing game. And I think could actually do some of the things that Mark does, you know, not to that level, of course, but replicate some of that. The Lakers can use him similarly in, in some sets. Defensively, you know, Drummond is actually, you know, quite similar to Trez in the sense that the defensive metrics paint him as average to above average and even good in some instances. But when you watch the film on him, you do see a guy who isn't always interested in playing defense, can be late on rotations. Uh, doesn't always have the the best, uh, I think, understanding of, of where to be or, or how to approach a, a defensive situation. So I think, you know, again, th- I think those are similar uh, criticisms you can use with Trez. Uh, but I, I do think overall, because of his defensive rebounding ability, he is a better shot blocker than Trez. Uh, he is just a bigger, more physical presence that, you know, just takes up more space and I think is more intimidating for uh, opposing offenses. Like he he's going to be, I think, an upgrade on on Trez defensively, uh, and I I do think you're going to see a more locked in version with Drummond, and, and that's kind of the bet here, right? Because um, he's been in losing situations, he's been in Detroit, he's been in Cleveland, and I believe he's only made the playoffs twice, if I'm not mistaken, and for for him to you know only do that twice in his what now nine year career. I think playing with the Lakers, like this is automatically going to be the best team he's ever played for, like, you know, by a a wide margin. And I think playing with LeBron, playing with AD, someone who was a a, a classmate of his, so to speak, in that, you know, part of his draft class uh, and a guy that, you know, early in in both of their careers, there were some AD versus Drummond comparisons. And, uh, you know, it was almost kind of like a... uh, Chris Paul, Darren Williams type thing, you know, not, not to that level and, and not to, not for that long because it became pretty clear that AD was the better prospect and, and the better player. But on, I mean, Andre Drummond is a, a good productive, you know, plus basketball player. And I know that some metrics and, and different things, like th- there's a lot of noise with his rebounding where, you know, he does put up historic rebounding numbers but you know, you look at his his box out rate is very low. I believe it actually might be the lowest in the league. Um, and some of the the you know, the team success in terms of rebounding is teams have actually rebounded worse with him on the floor, uh, percentage wise. And and you know, there's a lot uh, suggests that he's basically someone who just eats up rebounds. You know, similar to what DeAndre Jordan would do with like the Clippers uh, back in the day, where. You know, DeAndre would put up these 15, 16, 17 rebounding nights, but the Clippers would be out-rebounded or they would actually rebound worse with him on the court. And, and there, there is some of that similarity with Drummond where his rebounding doesn't always successfully translate to results and, and, and to either his team winning the rebounding battle or, or just even you know rebounding better with him on the floor. That hasn't been the case you know, historically through his career. You know, he is having 
uh, the worst two point percentage season of his career. Like there, there are things to nitpick and, and there are criticisms. And I, I do think that anyone expecting him to just come in and be that all-star level Andre Drummond from a couple of years ago and uh, really just dominate on both ends and be putting up, you know, 2020s and, and three blocks and stuff like that. Like, I, I'm not saying it's impossible. I, I think it's within the realm of possibility, but I, I do think it's unlikely. Uh, and who knows, maybe he does that in the short term without LeBron and AD. And then once those guys return, he, he shifts into a different role. But um, I, I do think that, you know, it, it's going to be, I just think playing, you know, in Frank's system and playing, we've seen how Mark and Trez have acclimated and played better. We saw what Dwight and JaVale did last year. Like Andre Drummond is just better than all four of them, right? Like, and he can do, I think, a lot of what Trez can do. He can do a lot of what JaVale can do. He can do a lot of what Dwight can do. And, and you know, is he going to be this perfect rim protector no. Is he going to give the Lakers back that identity from last season? No. I think he's going to help it, but it doesn't mean, you know, he's not going to restore the uh, almighty, you know, giant, you know, long, athletic, intimidating team that is going to scare people. But put him next to Anthony Davis, and that's going to be a pretty intimidating front line, right? Um, and I, I do think sometimes we overthink these things. And, you know, uh, even looking at moves in. Brooklyn, right, with Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge, and, and there's been a lot of overreaction one way or the other, right? On the one side, people are, it's a super team, you got all these former all-stars, and, uh, you know, I think overrating how good Blake and LaMarcus all, uh, are, but then on the other end, I think it's it's sometimes gone the opposite way, where uh, people are acting like they're not going to help at all, right? And I think it's probably somewhere in the middle, where, um, you know, no, Blake and, and LaMarcus aren't all-star level anymore, and they are defensive liabilities. Uh, you know, they, they probably can't play together. Uh, they're probably both better suited at as fives when the, the Nets already have DeAndre Jordan uh, and, and Nick Claxton and even Jeff Green or KD who, who've played some five there. So, like, there's a bit of an overcrowding at, at that four or five spot for Brooklyn. But I also think both guys could have moments. And I would not be surprised if you know, LaMarcus has a a 20 plus point performance in the playoffs. If, if Blake comes in and, 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 you know, plays some key bench minutes and, and, you know, helps them win a game or two in the playoffs, like those two things are within the realm of possibility. And I think Andre Drummond is better than both guys. And, and I think he's going to help the Lakers even more. So, um, you know, I, I think it's, it's not a perfect fit. It's not a clean fit. Ultimately, you are going to want AD at the five. You know, he played 60% of his minutes at the five in the postseason. And that was a winning formula for the Lakers. It was something that, it was their X factor. It was their trump card. It was something that, you know, when they were able to go to 80 at the five, there was just nothing you could do about it. There, you know, he, he's the the matchup eraser where, um, you know, like I guess unless you have a Nikola Jokic or Joel Embiid, uh, it, you, you know, you really have a, a tough time potentially exploiting AD at the five or, or attacking him at the five, right? Like in, in every other instance, he can switch. He, he can, you know, play on the perimeter. He can play on the interior. Uh, he, he can be the, the on-ball guy. He can be the off-ball guy. Like he can do so many things defensively. And then, of course, offensively, exploit you in the post, uh, take you in the mid-range, hit, hit that turnaround, even pop to the three-point line. Like he can do so many things on, on both ends that um, I think it's, it's really tough to match up with him unless you just have... A Jokic who who can also do a bunch of things offensively, or an Embiid who's just a two way monster. But unless you're one of those two teams, uh, you're, you know, AD is probably going to play your center off the court. So I think 
it, it like you know long term big picture it, it is going to be interesting to see what type of role Drummond has with the Lakers come playoff time and um you know is he closing games is he still playing 26 28 30 minutes in, in the playoffs like I, I don't know the answer to that I think it's going to depend on the matchup the series the the context of the matchup you know are the Lakers up 2-0 are they down 2-1 like what what's going on in the series and, and what do the Lakers need and, and where are they being exploited? Like that all is going to play into this, but I'm super fascinated by it. Um, and and th- these are just my, my quick thoughts on the drum situation. The other thing I find fascinating, and I, I'm, I'm just really surprised people aren't talking about this. I am interested to see how Trez and, and Marcus Gasol react to it, right? Drummond, Trez, and Mark combined to play 74 minutes a night this season. There are only 48 minutes available at the center spot. And that's before we even factor in Anthony Davis at the five, which again, he played 60% of his postseason minutes at the five. That's also before we factor in Keefe at the five, which we've seen the Lakers downsize to at times this season and do in the playoffs last season. So you have five guys who can make a case for minutes at the five. You have two guys who I think no matter what have to get minutes at the five in Andre Drummond and Anthony Davis. And where does that leave Montrez Harrell and Marcus Gasol? Because again, 74 combined minutes and only 48 available. I think AD's only played 12% of his minutes at the five. So off the top of my head, he's played about, what, 33 minutes a night. So if we say 33 times that, he's played about three to four minutes a night at center. So let's even stretch that out to 77, 78 minutes. you got to shave off 30 minutes there to get down to that 48-minute mark. And is Drummond going to be happy going from 29 minutes a game to 24 minutes a game? Is Marcus Gasol going to be happy losing his starting job and going from 20 minutes a night to eight minutes a night or 10 minutes a night? Is Montrez Harrell going to be happy losing his big role and recently seen an an uptick in minutes and been the closing center and him going from 25 minutes a night to 16 minutes a night, 18 minutes a night. And then AD might not have to play the five as much, but I think that makes the Lakers a worse team. I think Drummond at the five versus AD at the five, I think the data will back it up that the Lakers are probably going to be better with AD at the five. So I think that that is a fascinating dynamic. You know, Montrez Harrell was, was asked about it after the game. He said that he he's not really thinking about his role and, and how Drummond affects it. He's just excited that Drummond's coming uh, and, and you know going to be playing for them. And uh, so he, he kind of took that uh, diplomatic stance and and you know didn't make it a thing. Uh, I think of note what, what I found interesting uh, was we requested Marcus Sol to speak to the media, and he uh, you know d- declined to, to talk after the game uh, through the Lakers. So. I, that's not the first time Mark, like I, I will say for, for some context, that's not the first time Mark has done that. I think there's been at least one other time, if not two other times that Mark has declined to talk. So it's not necessarily unique from that perspective, but I do think reading the tea leaves, reading between the lines, like the fact that he didn't want to talk to the media the same night that the Lakers signed Andre Drummond and it became official. And, and we kind of know, you know, Mark is going to lose a starting spot. Like, Andre Drummond is going to start. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be a competition. I don't I, like. I don't think that's up for debate. I'm sure a part of Drummond picking the Lakers was him being promised a certain amount of playing time and a certain role as a starter and and you know probably a closer most of the time. So I think you know how Mark handles this, how Trez handles this. You know, Mark is is a very proud player. He, he's someone who clearly 
enjoy starting. You know, he wanted to start in Toronto. That was important for him, uh, which is why they ended up shifting, you know, Serge Ibaka to the bench and, and keeping Mark in the starting lineup. Uh, I think, you know, Trez as a reigning six man of the year is someone who's accustomed to a certain role and a certain amount of playing time. And that's why it became a storyline a, a couple weeks ago when he wasn't closing games and, and he wasn't playing as much with AD out. And, you know, that became a, a hot topic that we discussed on this podcast and I wrote about. So I, I think that is, is just, you know, I don't think it's something that's going to cost the Lakers their season, like disrupt their chemistry necessarily. But I don't think, you know, if you gave them truth serum, I don't think Marcus Gasol and Montrezl Hale are necessarily thrilled about, you know, them already kind of struggling to, like, it's already been a timeshare enough where, you know, I think both guys probably want to play more uh, as is just with, you know, them two. And, and, you know, that that having AD playing a few minutes of the five. Now you add in a guy who's going to be a starter and is, is accustomed to playing 28 to 32 minutes a night. I think he probably plays a little under that. Maybe he's in that 25 to 27 range, uh, you know, him being Drummond. But I don't know. I'm fascinated by this. But. I think Andre Drummond is going to play a mix of like the Trez role, but also some of the the uh, JaVale Dwight stuff. Like I think he's going to protect the rim better. I think he's going to rebound at a high level. I think he's going to screen and pass well. Uh, I'm sure the Lakers will run the occasional post up for him, but you know you, you want to primarily use him um, as a role guy, uh, as a finisher, a guy in the dunker spot that you can drive and, and dump to. Um, uh, an offensive rebounding weapon. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I just think in a lot of ways, there are a lot of similarities with Trez. Uh, he doesn't have Trez's motor and energy. That's like the one big difference. But I think that you're going to see a more locked in version of Andre Drummond because he could have gone anywhere. He chose the Lakers. Um, you know, I think he realizes the opportunity that he has to play with LeBron in 80 and contend for a championship. And, you know, if, if this isn't going to bring out the most motivated version of Andre Drummond that we've ever seen, then you know, maybe it's just it's just not in the cards for him. But but you you do usually see guys who have been in losing situations when they come to a winning situation, they have a different focus and motivation and energy to them, and that's what I'm expecting with Andre Drummond. So is he a perfect fit? No. Does he solve all the Lakers' issues? No. Um, is he going to turn things around while LeBron and AD are out? That remains to be seen. I'm going to lean towards no, but I think he's going to help. You know, I just don't think he's going to, he can't really solve the playmaking, the scoring, like just the the offensive lack of execution. There's been a lot of holes without LeBron and AD. So, um, but I expect him to come in. I expect him to start. I expect him to play 26, 28 minutes a night. Um, I expect him to close games and I expect him to, again, kind of be rejuvenated and play at a different level. But um, th- those are my opening thoughts, of course. We'll talk to Drummond at some point in the week. We'll probably see him play Wednesday, though Frank Vogel didn't uh, c- confirm that yet. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jovan Buha. That's at J-O-V-A-N-B-U-H-A. If you have not subscribed to this podcast, you can do so on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, The Athletic, wherever you're listening right now. And if you've not subscribed to The Athletic, we currently have a deal in the month of March for uh, $1 a month for six months. Uh, a subscription. So uh, if you do subscribe, please subscribe off of one of my stories that helps me out, makes me look good. Uh, So I I would greatly appreciate that. But once again, thank you guys so much. Uh, Next time I'll be back will be the weekly show with with Bill and and, uh, Anthony on Tuesday.